computers function like web servers, only instead of serving up web pages, they serve up a whole 3D world. All the buildings, objects, and terrain Derek and his friends could see on their computer screens were digital. The other people, who also paid to inhabit this virtual world, also looked computer-generated. But at the helm of each was a real person, somewhere on the real globe. In virtual worlds, you are born fully grown. Each new character is an adult, albeit one who doesn't yet know how to be. In every virtual world, you can walk, talk, and move things around using your keyboard and mouse, but in each world, these controls are different and have to be learned anew. Second Life's solution to this problem is for each character to appear first in Orientation Island, a jumble of tropical hills and beaches where, like rehabilitation in Fast Forward, you learn how to operate yourself and inhabit the world. When I first logged on, under the virtual sky, perfect shades from blue to white, like the sky seen from a 747, I wandered the island. Here and there, placards which I clicked on to read and which appeared as text on my screen taught me how to walk, how to talk, how to move objects at a distance, how to fly. If the first part felt like rehabilitation, the second part felt like superhero school. At the end of the final lesson, a teleport button transmitted my virtual self into the wider virtual world, where all the other people were. In Second Life, you can move around, talk with others using the keyboard or a microphone, interact physically with others' second selves, hug, wave, and, although I didn't know this when I began my journey into virtual worlds, you can get married, make money, commit crime, and almost forget the real world even exists. And although only a handful watched Derek Letelier's Towers Fall, the dream they shared of entering a new place and leaving the real world behind had already begun to colonize the imagination of millions. Derek's experiments were a local affair, but virtual worlds were already on the scale of entire nations. By 2004, around 20 million people were regularly logging on to virtual worlds like Second Life, at the time of this writing, that figure has more than doubled. Between 50 and 70 million people worldwide, far more than passed through U.S. immigration at Ellis Island in the whole 20th century, now regularly log on to these new online spaces to abandon reality in search of a better place. This time, though, our new lands have no indigenous inhabitants to dispute our claim to the territory. Virtual worlds are empty except for us, and are shaped entirely to our desires. In the past, mankind could only dream of such utopias. Heaven, Eden, Oz, land somewhere over the rainbow. But now, through computer technology, we have built ourselves a new kind of heaven, perfected virtual worlds where we can finally move in and take up residence. Through computer screens in homes, offices, libraries, cyber cafes, military bases, colleges, and schools, more people than inhabit Australia have stepped through the electronic looking glass to create second lives. In virtual worlds, it seems, we can finally break free of the forces of nature. We can shed gravity. In most games, you can fly. And we can rid our lives of friction. In online worlds, nothing takes any physical effort at all. For the most part, these millions play what are known as massive multiplayer games. 
Playful but constrained virtual spaces like Sony Online Entertainment's Dungeons & Dragons-style world, EverQuest, the planet's fifth largest virtual world, with half a million players, or Blizzard Entertainment's World of Warcraft, the most popular game in the United States, with 8.5 million players worldwide. In Southeast Asia, I discovered, the numbers are huge. In 2005, one South Korean game series, Lineage and Lineage 2, boasted 4 million active accounts, and the numbers are rising exponentially. More people reside in Lineage and Lineage 2 than reside in Ireland. The population of virtual worlds seems to almost double every year. I expect there will be 2 to 3 million more people in the U.S. that come on board in the next two years. David Cole, president of the multimedia research firm DFC Intelligence, told Salon magazine in July 2002. The actual figures were in the top range of his guess, and 8 million more residents have joined since then.